Actually, no. Leave all that in and this. <laughs> What's funny is I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the joke, but I'm gonna leave in you saying keep all this in, including this. Yeah, people and, people will put that together. They probably won't. Truly had a conversation last night about not saying fucking stuff that you wouldn't want on your resume. On this yeah, podcast. apparently we weren't worried about slandering Queen's right. No, Michael Kamen. Come at we shot all of the fucking hot takes at, at Kamen. He's he's a bad man, Michael Kamen. He is. I, sub- I, I didn't realize he was responsible for um, Metallica's S&M travesty. Yeah. Not, you know, I've not heard that. I now also I think, think he, he wrote most of the American Healthcare Act. I thought he just put strings over <laughs> it at the end. Kamen. We probably will do more on Cayman. We're not done. We're we not should, done. We need to Gideon. track him down through all of his other records. And... We should try to get an interview with Cayman. Oh, yeah. He, I'm sure he wants to talk to us. We'll present ourselves as more professional journalists in the giantest air quotes you've ever seen in your life. We won't mention keeping it 5150 or our names. <laughs> we're just. Cayman, we'll talk to you about whatever anniversary of the last Action Hero soundtrack <laughs> we're, we're at. Well, that came out in 93, so... Wait, so... If you were born in 1993, email us in at uh, gmail.co. Tell, tell us how old you are. <laughs> You're the same age as the last Action Hero soundtrack. And we'll 24. Use that, They're 24. We'll use that to figure out how old... I crunched the numbers. <laughs> so next year will be the 25th anniversary of one of the worst things I've ever had to sit through. <laughs> we'll strap in, because... <laughs> I found I found some more that we really should do. <laughs> so there you go. Well, welcome to the planning meeting, guys. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you guys keep coming in on these meetings, <laughs> but we do have some feedback. Keeping it fifty-one fifty, episode sixteen. We're here. We're back in the basement. We're yeah. out of the office. Uh, I guess the first thing to do is talk about how you guys, you guys, it's starting to happen. People are starting to like reach out to us. Tell us what this a good job we're doing. And by people, I mean two people. <laughs> <laughs> two people. <laughs> Some of whom we well, I think both of whom we know. <laughs> we said before, you know, give us emails or leave us reviews on iTunes. We got some reviews on this, iTunes. This is so great, we, and we also have enough uh, ratings that we now have an actual rating. We have five star ratings. If Michael Kamen hears people. this, obviously it's going to drop a little. <laughs> yeah, Kamen's going to give us. If fucking whatever's... Jeff Tate gets on this podcast at any point, he'll he'll be furious. He he must know. <laughs> um, so we have. <laughs> oh, I tagged that Queen's right. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I posted it on all the Queensryche message boards. Queensryche Reddit feed. <laughs> I went on the Queensryche's tumblers and commented on all of the. All right, so customer reviews. We're going to read them out because we promised to read out uh, emails and reviews. That's what podcasts do, man. Yeah. So we have um, the, the first one we got that's a legitimate review is uh, five stars. Uh, two-hand tapping gold is the subject. And uh, it says, funny and insightful, infotainment as finest. Well worth a listen. Oh, infotainment. Infotainment. Thanks, man. Are you not infotained <laughs> right now? Um, so that's cool. That's a good one. Um, I didn't Th- think... Thank you, Barcode13. Yeah. Whoever you are. I, I know exactly yeah, who that right. is. Uh, next one's Listen Up from uh, Do It Myself 9. Pretty sure I know who this is as well. He or she says, if obscure pop culture recall is a superpower, these guys are the most dynamic duo. Plus, metal. Yeah. Um, five stars. So that's actually not my superpower. My superpower is creating crumbs, but the second, I guess, lesser, minor superpower would be uh, pop culture recall. Yeah. Well, I think, I think mine's anxiety, um, <laughs> crippling anxiety. Okay. It'd be like, where's that guy? Oh, he's in a dark room, <laughs> cowering, <laughs> sweating, and trying to figure out like whether or not he did the right thing five years ago. But you happen to, you know, have a backup superpower, like you know, 
Yeah, pop culture recalls is the, yeah. <laughs> the secondary one, the minor. <laughs> yeah, if, but you know, it wouldn't be pop culture recall, man. It'd be anxiety, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, mine would just be like I'd be wearing an all black jumpsuit covered in like fucking flakes from the croissant I ate like two hours earlier. Like, oh, it's the crumb bum. I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know what my good superhero name for. The yeah, ability to there should be more croissants in in superhero movies generally. The new Wonder Woman movie, apparently, so no no croissants at all. It's <laughs> yeah, I saw how those are made on the on the baking show. Oh. It's really hard. You, you real... have to make it like individual layers, right? Yeah, and put butter in between them and then squeeze them shits till they're delicious. And it's Labor intensive. Very easy to fuck up. <laughs> British baking show, y'all call back. It's it's coming up. Strap I think, in. I think a couple of months we're gonna yeah. start seeing new episodes from uh, yeah the good people on Channel Four. The podcast may it. get two hours long, and the last hour may be purely a breakdown. Of purely it. just re- <laughs> complete recap and uh, commentary. Predictions. <laughs> hate on him. Like we'll pick one dude, just hate on him. Be like, did you see his profiteroles? <laughs> no, terrible. It, it's gonna be Nell Fielding. <laughs> Why does he keep dressing up as a vampire? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, why is he a steampunk pirate this week? Like, this <laughs> motherfucker needs to tighten it up. Uh, I want him to be good. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ideally, it's it's going to be amazing, but um, uh, I think I'm, we might I'm be concerned. in for a, a disappointment. Foreshadowing. Oh, look at that professional broadcaster. Paul yeah, Morgan. but first off, though, before we get into, like, the gully-ass news of the day, we should start the fun part of the podcast. Day drinking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you provided... Yeah, up I, here this time. I found this thing at, at our local our local market, and it's a dystopian state brewing company, uh, the Gold Sigil 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 Sigil. That's the thing. Sigil. Right? Yeah, it's what is on like if you read um, Game of Thrones. Like that's what fifty five percent of all the Game of Thrones books are describing. What's on people's flags or chests? The Gold Sigil Imperial Honey Wheat Ale. Yeah. Uh, okay. Dystopian brewing. I like wheat. I like ale. I like honey. Yeah, I'm sh- not sure sh- how I feel about empires and stuff, but you know, like <laughs> together though, it could be it could be delicious. Also, the label is just dope. It looks so cool. Uh, uh, there's a band uh, on Santa Eric at the moment called Vector that do thrash, but are very modern. It looks like one of their album covers. Maybe not the best reference for you guys. So <laughs> just Google that. You'll yeah. see I'm right. Yeah, this could be going on in the background of a Megadeth album cover. That was yeah. That was the thing I was thinking. It's like this is a late era. If you. <laughs> so. There we go. It's a bottle, so you know it's not. It doesn't have that crack. That no, it does has. not have the very satisfying crack. Wait, so we're gonna pour it. It's a pretty good pour. <laughs> look, look, you missed a perfect. <laughs> I am. If you keep up that attitude, you're gonna get a perfect flex. <laughs> I understand wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you understood that that was a wrestling joke, and that I, I know that Mr. Perfect is a is a wrestler, or was a wrestler. And, I'm, I'm going to say is the, all the wrestlers are dead, right? <laughs> Not a, all. He was also in uh, the Wacky Races. Um, Peter Perfect. The, the he was the <laughs> I'll save you, Penelope. I think he was I, Dudley Do Right, but he was in a race car. Yes. Also, he may have been uh, the wrestler, Mr. Perfect's dad. Very, he's kind of skinny though. And was was Mr. Perfect really like a, a beanpole kind of? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was fucking. He was an Adonis. Okay. Well, probably. Not I'm a, I based off my memory of what I saw when I was like in third grade or whatever. I was watching that. I feel we've drifted. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so let's try this beer. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's kind of, kind of nothingy though. Like it's kind of like just beer. Like if, if, you, if you just describe it as just beer, I'd be like, "Yep, that's pretty textbook." 
There's no. Um, yeah, it's got more alcohol than the normal beer. Oh, does it? It's eight percent. Oh wow. Okay. So I'm glad we're splitting it because I got things to do. I can't be a. Most of what this podcast is about, other than uh, as Do It Yourself Nine pointed <laughs> out, as obscure pop culture recall, is an excuse to just drink a bunch of beers. It's true. Pretty I, early I, in the afternoon. It's good. I can tell. T- no, this is research. I have to. Sorry, this is brain lubricant for the podcast. <laughs> we need to like, you know. I'm a bumpy bun. I'm not an alcoholic. You know, thinking and drinking do mix is what I'm yeah, trying to say. It's, it's you, not a coincidence that they rhyme. You're more charming. You're quicker on your feet. Like, yeah. you know, you need a little bit of like, yeah, you get a little loose. <laughs> All right. So we got the beer pairing dystopia. I feel like with everything that's going on in the world right now, pretty good choice. Yeah. Highly appropriate. Yeah. I saw, it's not my joke, but I saw online, it's like uh, a placard from a bookstore that was like, post-apocalyptic fiction has now been moved in the current which is like, <laughs> pretty good <laughs> which is pretty good uh you know literary jokes dig it boom let's read some ads <laughs> now we all love a good event be it a sporting or musical man you just can't get enough events you're probably thinking about an event right now I don't blame you. Mm. But how are you going to get good seats to the next event? Order online the day the tickets are released? Sure. And compete with the entire Russian botnet? At best, you'll pay over the odds for a restricted view. Now, how are you going to act? Enter Indivents.com. The computer-based internet page lets you buy tickets to low-demand happenings. That pancake protest your Facebook friend might go to. Booked. Your boss's baseball recital. Front row center. Second baptism of your niece, you'll be there. Use the code KAIFIF and we'll give you tickets to our next company meeting. It's 10 a.m. every other Wednesday. Just me and Keith. Please bring donuts. Keith gets really cranky when he's hungry. Indevents.com. Quick before it gets cool or interesting. So, uh, the feature segment this week, or the topic of the, the feature segment, is disappointment. Like what you guys felt over the opening segment. Yeah, or like what you guys feel every time you click on this podcast. Five five-star reviews. <laughs> Two of them, probably us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the other three, probably friends and relatives. Well, that's, that's nice. Yeah? <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, you know what? That's cool, but I know more than three people. <laughs> Where are you at, friends and relatives? <laughs> you know how this game's played. Leave a review. <laughs> Is that too harsh? Is that no? Definitely leave that in and expect to get loads of reviews. The contents of which is Paul said I should leave a review. Doesn't matter. I'll push us up in the ranks. We're going after Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we are. I think we can take Joe Rogan. Not in, in a every, fight. That dude I'm is calling like, you out, Joe Rogan. Don't. Oh my God, I don't want <laughs> Joe. Cut this. I don't want Joe Rogan to show up at, at our live podcast event. Yeah, at the Neptune. It's gonna be at that like bookstore down the street. The, the, back, cooth, the cooth buzzard. The cooth buzzard in the back room next to the sci-fi novels. Where we're just, yeah, we'll, we'll do a live podcast. That'd be great. I, <laughs> I think uh, it'd be funny to go to uh, one of the open mics and just... <laughs> bring a couch and two mics. <laughs> just bring our gear. Here's our tight hour. <laughs> start recording and just don't stop until they forcibly remove us from the building. <laughs> you know you know what? The mics are not open, guys. <laughs> Get Come off. On. They're pretty open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having attended open mic, not the Cuthbers, but having attended open mics before. Wow, wow. There is. <laughs> Would you say that you were disappointed? Definitely. But my <laughs> expectations were, were very high, and they were not met. So. Oh really? It was just like the time when. Dun, dun, 
dumb. What made you want to talk about disappointment? Uh, basically not having anything else to talk about. But uh, what inspired <laughs> You were me... disappointed by the lack of topics we had. <laughs> you, you're a fan of music. You're a fan of uh, comedy. You're a fan of films. You're going to hit, like... A lot of joy, but within that, when you're digging, when you're mining for the fucking gold, you're also going to hit terrible fucking despair and misery like regular people don't. So you're, <laughs> yeah, fuck you regular people listening to our podcast. So, you, for example. But leave a five-star review. <laughs> please leave a five-star review. It's, it's required for us to take Joe Rogan. So, <laughs> with, with it, anything that you're passionate about, uh, there's going to be st- stuff that gives you so much joy. And then you're going to keep following, say, Weezer, say, Iron Maiden, say, whoever. And that. They're going to eventually put out the record that is like, rush out and buy it. You rush home and you put it on. You're like, oh, shit. This this isn't just bad. This would be bad if another band did it, but it's my favorite band doing it. And it's this this yeah. is crushing. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some, some times that uh, we had disappointments. See, you feel free to get at us at girlicanmakeyoufeelokay at gmail.com. Either agree with some of our choices or get at us with some of your, uh, some of your disappointments. We will we will read them out on the air. I'll go first if you don't mind. Please. Okay. Let's, let's uh let's start with something. What? <laughs> yes. Let's start with actually <laughs> instead something. of the concept of disappointment. <laughs> I'm not sure our, our, our readers are familiar with the concept of disappointments. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if they if they've gone through our whole catalog, if they've read all the show notes, I think they're very familiar with. <laughs> oh man, it's just it's just more pictures from trading places. <laughs> Fuck. Look, no one's disappointed by trading places. Um. Maybe Don Amici. Which one was he? He was one of the old rich guys. He'd be disappointed with that. He'd be very happy with coming to America, where where they're back. Are they back in that? He get, Eddie Murphy gives them a ton of money. They're out starving in, in the streets, and he throws down some money, and they say, Randolph, we're back. They need to do more. They've really left a lot of this trading places <laughs> expanded universe shit on the table. <laughs> like, now's the time. I think it's time for a comedy uh, extended universe that's based purely off of characters from trading places. I was all attacking for not, not having original IP anymore. But no, if you're going to do a sequel or an expanded <laughs> expanded edition of something, please, the trading places universe is exactly yep. where, we, where I want you to go. <laughs> Sorry, I completely cut you off. You were going to talk about disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, and uh, so I want to talk about what just happened. <laughs> I, this is going to be a 13-minute podcast. <laughs> I was uh, really excited to start my point. Then we went into a digression. I yeah. felt disappointment. We're never funny in the digressions. That's where that's where all the dead dead weight is. Yeah, it's good we, when we to... stick firmly on topic. Um, the musical thing I wanted to bring up, which you touched on earlier. So I was a little bit late to the party with this band, but um. Before they had another album, Weezer came back as a band that, like, punk rock and emo kids listened to just because of Pinkerton and the first al- the Blue album. Oh, all of a sudden they're, they're a founding father of, of emo or something. Yeah, like or that. they're, they're just a, a band they're that, like... They're an important act. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, obviously the Blue the Blue album, their first album... That's a solid record. It's really good. Yeah, so the Blue album's great, and and that had hits, and I remember that. I just didn't... For whatever reason, it's never one that I like bought. I remember Pinkerton coming out and it tanked. It's weird because that's Pinkerton's really good as well, and it's not that different from the Blue Album. Other than it's a little bit less a way fuzzier. Like there's like shredding guitar solos on it. It's like got weird keyboard stuff. Real like lyrically, like Rivers is putting all of it out there, and every song's about how like like, does that the one have. Pink Triangle on it. It has Pink Triangle, Tired, the... Tired of Sex, I'll score show. It's oh, fucking... Tired of Sex is a belter. That's yeah, really there's good. so many good songs. Uh, Across the Sea, which is... Across the Sea, yeah, which is, which is super problematic. Oh, like... it's the most problematic. That Rivers, is... keep it together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> keep 
keep <laughs> it together. Um, and then we heard they were working on a new album, and we're like, oh, shit, because they hadn't put out another album. I think they recorded something and then scrapped the whole thing or whatever, but they, like, they didn't put anything out, and this is where, like, every, we are back into it and really liked Weezer and... and this is also this this is the point where I'd moved to America because they were playing the Green Album, they were playing the singles of Green Album on ninety nine point nine. Yeah, uh, they're playing Islands in the Sun and, and uh, Hash Pipe, Hash Pipe, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Listening to that whole album back to front, which I did, like, it was like I couldn't, you couldn't escape that album, and I wanted to give it a try. So like, we we're excited for it. we're driving around, we're listening to it, and then. It felt to me like kind of any sort of spark of like inventive songwriting was like sucked out of it completely in favor of trying to write the most commercially pop songs possible. I mean, is this when he was doing? Um, you might have heard about this. Where he was getting he had binders and binders of women, binders and binders of songs about uh, how Oasis put their songs together, how Nirvana yes. put their songs together, and he just broke shit down and figured out like it tries to basically look for the the unlocked unlock the secret of how to write a pop song. Yeah, I'm like, well, and Wonder Wall was- does this. I'm like. Well, Wonderwall's fucking dire, and nothing is good, not as good as anything you've written so far. It's like like half the songs on there follow the format of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, then a lead break that is just the melody from the verse, and then back oh, into the chorus. Th- think about the guitar solo on Isles of the Sun right now. It's exactly the same as the. Uh, as yeah, the... he does that over and over again. So they lean on that. The lyrics are really bad for a lot of the songs like if you actually understand what he's saying and read it like songs like crab and stuff like that or like these like nonsensical tossed off kind of bullshit like like, it's almost as if i'm uh, armchair psychologist time he put his heart into like pinkerton and people were like this is weird and we don't like it and he was like cool i'm gonna get into the lab and scientifically make hit singles and it totally worked yeah and i think it kind of fucking ruined that band i don't think they put out a like back to front good album since then yeah weezer yeah just let down and then every time they put out a single i'm like maybe this will be good no all right so tell me about a time yeah i think um getting into metal in 1992 and listening to lots of bands but especially most of all most more than any other iron maiden and being like oh this is somehow this 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 is flicking all the right switches. I'm I am delighted with this band, and Bruce Dickinson leaves Iron Maiden in about ninety three, ninety four, and you're like, oh, that's that's not good, because he's a big important part of that. Sure, <laughs> you're going <laughs> for something longer than that. No, he is. Like no one cares about pre or post. Like no, Bruce it's Dickinson. it's this, that's that's the that's the era. So you're like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm I'm to stick with them and, and we'll see what happens. They came out their new record, The X Factor. This is about ninety three, ninety four, with uh. Blaze Bailey, the former singer from Wolf's, Wolfsbane, who, exactly, you know. I was going to make a comment, and I was like, I don't even like, have a I joke don't, to I make. I don't have a primed Wolfsbane joke ready to go. <laughs> of course you don't. No one does. Pains, it's pain. All of this is painful. And I, I go into town and go to the, the local record store and pay, like, full price, brand new CD. And like, and I think I've already heard the first single, which it might be Man on the Edge. Well, it was based on the the um, uh, what's that Michael Douglas film where he's like falling down, falling down. Yeah, this is no shots to Joel Schumacher, but if you're a band out there, don't base a song off a Joel Schumacher movie. There's no <laughs> Joel Schumacher movie, so you should be like, this one's about Tigerland. Like, come on now, <laughs> like keep it together. It's about Batman. This but, is about but him flat- returning. Uh, he actually he did forever. Oh, I'm sorry. The most emotional of the Batman movies. Yeah. So uh, buy buy this record. Come home. Put it on. It, it, it is aggressively not good. I, I urge you to bring it up on Spotify right now. I was listening to it today. It's not even Blaze Bailey's the worst part of it. No, it, it, he is. He is the 
He's a problem, but he's like he's doing a reasonable impression of Bruce Dickinson. He can kind of do this. He's not. He doesn't have the fucking personality or, or, or charm of Bruce Dickinson. No one does. But he's <laughs> the riffs of this bullshit stop start. No, no, lads, you're better than that. Don't fucking do. You, you wrote fucking wasted years. That was Adrian Smith. But like, you, you can do this. Like, you can, you can write good songs. I'm like, nope, aggressively bad songs. <laughs> I walked into the studio that we record in. I uh, your basement. And uh, you were listening. <laughs> I was to listening the, to Blood of the Wilsons. <laughs> I was like, I walked in, I was taken aback because I was like, seems like the same problem that, you know, Metallica's fallen into or a lot of bands fall into when at a certain point they're like, people need to take us seriously as musicians. <laughs> we so want to talk gonna, about like, serious problems. We don't want to talk about the devil anymore. Talk about the fucking devil. <laughs> well, it's like, if you want to be taken seriously as musicians, having a song that just has a bunch of, like, aggressively shitty chorus <laughs> bass noodling isn't the way to be like... People know you can play bass. Like, that's yeah. not like... like you're you have, already Steve Harris. Like, that's... No one's like... I didn't think Steve Harris was any good, and then I heard those incredibly <laughs> wimpy-sounding lead runs, like... This is hard. Like, your other shit's hard. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? You know what's hard? Writing good songs. The X Factor was kind of the first crushing disappointment in metal, where it's just like, this is my favorite band. They have this pretty unbroken run. Because I, th- I think Fear of the Dark and even No Prayer for the Dying have some fucking good songs on them. I couldn't even buy the next record. It was like, uh, Virtual Eleven, I've not heard. And I'm I'm kind of happy. Because it's not like that shit crops up on their set list now. It's not like they're playing The Angler and The Gambler or whatever it's called. <laughs> oh. Virus. Oh, shit, off that record. So, yeah, that was my first... Uh, oh, no. Shit that you really, really, really like, that yeah. just you likes, can be terrible. Yeah, I got to admit, though, when you're like, I want to talk about the X Factor... <laughs> I thought you were talking about the TV show, and I was like, how, Simon, did, how is he disappointed with the Simon Kell's early work was so punk rock. He was like, <laughs> he was all pushing talking heads and television, and now he's... Yeah, I was really confused by, like, what your take was going to be where you're a psych for the X-Factor. And I sometimes forget with... that you don't have the same encyclopedic knowledge of Iron Maiden as I do. Um, okay, so what do you got? What's what's next on your disappointment train? Oh, well, we'll get in, we can get into Metallica. Um... <laughs> Let's let's get, get into Metallica. Into it. Back in back in the 1990s, when I first started getting into this, it was like, uh, you know, you get on Justice for All as the first record, unfortunately, and it's, you know, it was all right. But th- things go up from there because then you get Ride Lightning, Kill Them All, Kill Them All uh, separately, and then you uh, the Black Album. I really like the Black Album. I'm kind of alone in that. I've got a lone voice as a, a fan of extreme metal and a fan of Black Album Metallica. Like I yeah. think it's. Great. The songs don't suck yet, and it has a Wolf of Man on it, and it, <laughs> which, no, which is unforgivable. But um, I would disagree. But continue. And it has sitars on the on the. God damn it! You know my fucking hardline stance against right. them. But I think it's a good record. Um, and then they spent what felt like a long time in the studio making uh, load and reload. Um, they played at the um, what's it called? It wasn't called Donington that year. It was like the fucking it was called Escape from the Studio '95 when uh, when Metallica played there. Um, they headlined and they played a couple of their new songs off of off of Load, Two by Four and Ain't My Bitch. And ooh, <laughs> yeah, and it kind of caused some like ooh, I w- that's oh, because <laughs> and then eventually uh, Metallica get get it together and and release Load. Do you do you remember this poll? Was this an event, I do. Event um, I want to say the first single off of Load. Until I sleep. Until I sleep. That's not bad. That was one where it's like, oh, this isn't really one of want out of Metallica, but because it's okay. slow and ballady. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like kind of weird affected lead, and you know, yeah, like uh, it's I like, was like tremoloing and choppy kind of. They debuted their new, uh, their new look where they all like they went to the fucking supercuts. Yeah, it was like yeah, I, I take, miss Cowardly Lion Hatfield. <laughs> and, I miss the and Justice for all like super mullet the sides were shaved. <laughs> he had it like kind of short up top, and then he had it like tragically long in the back. Yeah, it's like I miss Newstead's undershave that he had. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So they debuted that. It was kind of like a gothic kind of. They're video. all wearing makeup. I think I possibly not Hatfield, but the rest of them were wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah. Cert- certainly, like, Kirk is like, like look, can can you even handle this? Yeah. What, yeah. What yeah. music do you got? Yeah, I go to a club every weekend. Like it's totally <laughs> fine. Like I don't know what the like. We, we we all have short hair and wearing eyeliner. What are you what are you doing? Like. This is- at the time, though, that was very polarizing because, like, uh, maybe pe- we could go back to however old I was then, and be, and I will be really furious. But I don't really remember the image. I, being I, a big I didn't give a shit. At, like, I'll make fun of the image of the band, but I don't actually care about the image of a band. No, like, I don't care that Rob Zombie wears like cardboard body armor to like inappropriate venues <laughs> to play. Like, that doesn't like I make fun actually, of it. That makes me excited. But, I'd, be, I'd be disappointed if he didn't do that. Or like, yeah, when the thing was like in hardcore, everyone started wearing. Uh, like basketball jerseys was just yeah 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 didn't give a shit i was like i'm not gonna buy a jersey now but like that's cool if you guys want to wear like fucking workout pants well and, like, it shows off all the tattoos yeah um so i didn't care that like oh yeah they used to just wear black like shirts with the sleeves cut off now they're like wearing suits i think it was suits for the for the photo yeah, shoots they clearly there. have someone buying them like fas- more fashionable gear and they have short hair so i didn't really care but i I do think that what we're dancing around is that, like, Metallica on that album had moved far away from the Metallica that people like. Yeah. Or for, what people wanted out of Metallica. People like, wanted for fresh. Lots of, some people were like, oh, they fucking when they, when they did the Black Album, but I, I really like that. And there's still an argument to be made that that is still a solid metal album. It's just yeah. they're trying to write more like pop songs. Yeah, they it, stopped doing one more riff style writing, and now yeah. they're like, hey, how about we make these songs simpler? Which probably, like, at a certain point, I think Hetfield said, there's points in shows, especially with the amount he was drinking back then, where he'd be playing Injustice for All material, and he'd be like, Oh my god, what riff is going to come next? <laughs> oh wait, okay, I got it. And he would like be worried about forgetting the song because they're like too many. There's a ton of stuff. I I don't care that Bla- the Black Album was like a big had a lot of radio friendly hits on it. Like it's like oh this is like it's not bad, but they're just kind of like I could see why they moved to the hard rock category. Like oh yeah yeah, point. Unforgiven definitely is like uh and and then. They moved even further to that direction when, like, I mean, Load feels like a band who's like, we don't want to be a metal band anymore. Yeah. I mean, we still play, like, we have the chops to be a metal band, so we're always going to, like, be able to, like, kind of play stuff. The sound of it was kind of horrible. Like, the production was just, just didn't sound, it didn't sound good. I'm not sure exactly why it was wrong. It was just Bob Rock as well, wasn't it? It was the same. I think so. But it didn't have that thick, weighty kind of. Because I don't think they wanted to have that thick, weighty yeah. thing. I think they decided that they were, like, going to run from what got them there. So you are let down by load. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Because they had a pretty uh, a good run of five really good records up until then. And yeah. Then did you get reload? I did get reload. Also disappointing. <laughs> but <laughs> so- no, disappointing isn't the right word. It was just like, maybe, maybe. We'll- oh, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Maybe they'll pull it back together. Maybe they cut out all the good songs off of Load. They're trying to do like whiskey uh, in the jar kind of like fucking uh, Irish folk songs. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, 
anything except plain Metallica style Your metal. guitar is pointy. Why are you playing a fucking <laughs> boat song? Dang, and then the, the Marianne Faithful song, a.k.a. the song where some creepy woman sings backup <laughs> vocals according to whatever oh, website. That, that, that was, was my favorite thing I read on the internet. Caution, some creepy woman starts singing backup vocals at some point. You're like, motherfucker, this is a famous lady. She's yeah. kind of in the Rolling Stones or something. I don't know why she's famous, but I remember <laughs> she was definitely a thing in the 60s. It wasn't Unforgiven. What song was that? It was like... Um, I know she's just like... I can't remember. Still available, Metallica. If you, if you want to <laughs> remix that, you want to put me on there. Or just live. If you want to play that song live again for some reason, you can have Creepy Old Steven instead of <laughs> Creepy Old Lady. <laughs> um, wheel me out in a fucking oxygen tent. No, I think... <laughs> Basically, the whole direction Metallica's gone since the 90s has been a constant disappointment. Because you ever, so they, they put it on your record and you're like, maybe this time they'll... Oh, okay, fine. No. Um, yeah. Uh... I grew up a Star Wars fan. Okay. Love Star Wars. No idea where this could possibly be going. You know where it's going. <laughs> everyone knows where I said Star Wars. Everyone immediately knew. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the most disappointing that happened? So I grew up with it. I was old enough that I saw uh, Return of Je- the Jedi in the theaters, right? Jedi in the theaters. But my, my parents showed me all of those movies. So from then on, you know, I had toys, all this. Huge Star Wars fan, even when I got into, like, cooler stuff and was in the punk rock and all that. We still, like, really like Star Wars. Yeah. And... It's a, it's a, it's a brilliant universe. We heard they're making more. It's like, he's making it. It's going to happen. The new trilogy. And then Entertainment Tonight used to do this. In the 90s, if there was a big trailer, they would be like, tune in and we'll show this trailer. They could they could preview a trailer. They would do That's a trailer exciting. and it would hype the shit out of it. There was something exciting about living in a low information universe yeah. like that where you're like you didn't have the internet. You didn't have every all the information in your pocket all the time. You'd be like we get to see the trailer for this when the studios say we can. <laughs> like my friend Sean, he watched all of Entertainment Tonight because they were like we're going to show the new trailer, but of course they showed it at the last like oh, the yeah, last yeah. 2 minutes of the show was like and here's this trailer. He taped it and I, I recommend you can show note it. The the teaser trailer to The Phantom Menace makes it look like the hottest shit in the it's world. It's got Darth Maul in it, right? It's got, like, pod racing. It's got spaceships. It's got, like, all the shit where you're like, oh, dog. <laughs> oh, dog. This is, like, amazing. Like, oh, dog. It, it's back. We were super excited. And we watched that tape over and over again and got psyched up for it. And then came around. We waited in line like seven hours or six hours Whoa. to get tickets to the midnight showing of it. Did you go see other movies before it came out where there was a Star Wars trailer? I didn't, but I remember that they did. Debuted it on Entertainment Tonight, but the other thing they did is they were like, this trailer is going to play in front of Wing Commander. Oh, I The know. movie, based it was based off a video game. Yeah. I think <laughs> Ma- Matthew Lillard oh, was and, in it. And it's, what's his name? Um, Skywalker. Mark Hamill does the voice in Wing Commander. Yeah. I think. So it's like there's a Wing Commander movie, and they're like, we're going to play it in front of that. That's like the one. Like, they, because could, they could drive a movie up by saying, that th- we're going to show the Star Wars trailer yeah. in front of this movie. So people would go to see Wing Commander, watch the Star Wars trailer, and just walk, walk out. The fuck yeah. out. No, same, same thing in the UK, I think. I can't remember what movie it was. I don't think it was Wing Commander, but there were people that would go see some bullshit movie. Uh, that they that they didn't want to see, whatever, in order to just see this, the Star Wars trailer on the big screen. And, and so we were at a fever, yeah. fever pitch for this. And we had our tickets, and we had it all planned out. We are going to go midnight showing, then we're going to go back to this punk house. 
where we were going to party and talk about Star Wars and get drunk. Okay. This this sounds... So, this is like, so we got there early to wait in line to get seats. So we wait in line, and everyone's like jovial in line, like super into it. There wasn't as many people dressed up, but everyone was just like so excited oh, that it was going to be a, a great, news... That's a great atmosphere when people are super into a thing, and they're just yeah. ready to get their expectations met. No one could wait. Everyone was just... It was the, the atmosphere was electric, as they say. Yeah, yeah. And, and it then was we, 13 years of... Yeah. 16 years between that and... Yeah, 16. Yeah. It was six, so they let us all in, and we're in this theater, and everyone's fucking... And, they presumably showed an hour of trailers before they showed I can't them. remember. I'm sure they did. Um, but no one gave a fuck because they're like, you don't understand. There's a menace. A <laughs> Phantom Menace. It's not even like a real menace. Who's the Phantom Menace? We don't know. It could be anyone. I wonder if it's that guy with all the horns. It could be the horn guy. It could be the guy behind the horn guy. Yeah. Maybe it's Anakin. Maybe they're trying to trick us out. Like, maybe it's because that guy's eventually going to become a dude. There's a cool poster that had the little kid, Anakin, and then his shadow was getting thrown against the wall. And it was the Vader, shadow right? was Vader. And yeah. you're like, that's Aww. dope. I don't want it in my house, but that's dope, you know? <laughs> like... Uh, and, and then the movie starts, as I remember, and it has like the John, John Williams orchestral bang, oh. Star Wars. It's like, holy yeah. shit, this is fucking Star Wars. Yo, to this day, so when I see a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then the fanfare the, hits, yeah, it's chills. Like no, every real, time, like, even just, when you think about it now, it's like this is, this is gonna be good. That was the moment. It was like, oh, this is this is. I, I, the, the atmosphere wasn't the same where where I went to. I think it was like second week. I was. I'm not super into it, but it was like, oh man, this is fucking. I yeah, this fucking get get into it. This is Star Wars about to happen. Like this, this is important. Yeah, like, and then you know, there's some warning signs immediately. Yeah, the the, 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 the crawl comes oh, up oh, and Lord. it's like, let's talk about taxes. And it's like, okay, taxes. There's tariffs involved <laughs> in this. Um, Okay, now, that's now. There's a weighted tax system, and if you <laughs> if you have this many midichlorians, you're gonna need to pay this percent of your federal galactic dollar. I'm, but we're watching it and we're into it, and then it just kind of keeps going, and you're like, I don't. Is this is this bad? Is this like a like? Are we are we legitimately watching a very expensive bad thing right now? And then the poverty the like that's the classic like, oh. kind of it's like this argument has been made more times than yeah. It's else. like okay, that's kind of cool. And then it would go long, back to being long it. though, like yeah. But at the time, it in the theater, it seemed like at least no one is talking right now. <laughs> I mean, there is a little kid that's kind of in the movie a lot. That for this kid. Part. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on kid actors that no, it's, much it's, because it's, it's a hard job. And you, do, you, some of them become good, some just become something else. So like, it's it's weird. I'm not sure what they saw in him that they're like, this kid could carry a movie. Yeah, let's give <laughs> him all the lines and <laughs> let's have him interact with like Liam Neeson, professional actor. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like that was the dark man. Like this motherfucker was in movies. Jake Lloyd's just like what are. Mi- mini chlorians. <laughs> Perfect take for a billion dollar movie. Yeah, that's that's the one. It's like, you sure you don't want to do that again? <laughs> like, so we get through it. We're all looking at each other being like, that was good, I don't, right? No. Was that good? Like, should we say it's good? Like, what? It, but we all sort of knew. Like, right. we knew that it was, like, objectively a bad movie, and it didn't have the things that we wanted to have. But also, as the night goes on, and we're, like, pounding back fucking beers and ciders and stuff, we start out, like, airing our grievances about it, and then we start talking about what we like, and then we, like, start talking ourselves back into it. Like, oh, okay. And then we're like, maybe we should see it again <laughs> to see if 
we our thing what we thought was bad wasn't bad but it's bad like it yeah. was bad and it was like it remains bad i don't know if you've seen it recently but it's it's not good no it is it is the worst star wars movie and it's there's some fascinating behind the scenes footage where you can tell that everyone involved with it knows it's bad but can't talk about it to george lucas right. or like fix the problems with it because it's already they they should have fixed all those before they spent all that money like yeah. so that was that was tough yeah yeah oh. it became this this um kind of a joke and then they, then attack of the clones comes out and you grudgingly go to see it and it's like this is probably won't be very good and it wasn't very good but it meets your expectations so it that doesn't was, seem as bad as phantom menace yeah it, did, it didn't have jake lloyd in it no shots on jake lloyd i'm just saying it didn't have a kid they didn't even need to have a kid. Like, we could have started with, like, yeah, Attack, yeah. Well, Attack of the Clones. They yada yada the, the most interesting part, which is in between Attack of the Clones and, like, Revenge of the Sith. Like, it's, like, it's a lot oh, of priorities. evil. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He fights in a war and a lot of stuff happens. Can we see that? Shut, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a thing I would like to watch. <laughs> nope. Can't see it. Just pretend pretend interesting things happen yeah that's one where i was the crushing weight of disappointment was so much that we literally i don't think any of my friends who like star wars could face the weight of it no and so it wasn't like that they were a while slightly older people probably were like that was bullshit i'm out but we were like I, I, I can't accept that this is bullshit. Yeah, secret. Like, let me tell you why it's very smart the way they deal with space tariffs. But in reality, in, in our heart of hearts, we're like, in the heart inside of our heart, the tinier heart, we're like... A <laughs> small and true heart that cares about space tariffs. Yeah, we're like, like nah. that was unfair the way they dealt with space tariffs. No, uh, <laughs> we were like, that was garbage. That was like a dumpster fire. Yeah. That was, I don't know, that was a long way around to say prequel's not great. No, they're not. Not <laughs> not a controversial opinion, but yeah, a, a, a story well told, I think. It, okay, so we talked about Metallica. talked about Weezer. Yeah. We talked about uh, Iron Man. We talked about Star Wars. Okay, so before we go, we should talk about one last one, because I feel like, I think we're both on the same page with this. I yeah. was a huge fan of the BBC reboot of Sherlock. First season, I watched it. I thought it was great. Yeah, they do this thing. They have three episodes. People know this, but they have three episodes per season. The middle episode always sucks worse than the first and the third. I, I think that's because they want to start strong and then and end strong. strong. You know, it's same as uh, same as your gig, same as an album. Like your your, your first few tracks when you when you play, they've got to draw people in. Yeah. then you can kind of coast. It's one thing to coast on a fourteen song album. It's <laughs> yeah. another thing to coast when you have a three, nineteen minute fucking show. When you have three episodes, <laughs> you only had to make. Three ninety. I mean, it's three yeah. ninety-minute movies. That seems like a lot, but they have all the time they need to make three movies. Also, it's three <laughs> movies. Yeah, it's all the same sets in all the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same characters in all the movies, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, the the yeah. But regardless of that, no, it's it's a ton of work. I like Sherlock a lot. The first the, the first series. Oh first my god, great. This is great. pulling other people's coats. Like you need to see Sherlock. It's really good. Yeah, it's really great. Second season is like oh, see, man, what they did with Moriarty was. Fucking super interesting. I love. I love the actor they got. They like yeah, the way they reimagine yeah, it. This is great. Uh, all all the second series I really like. There's no drop off in quality in the first and second series. They uh, painted themselves into a corner, and so third series. We'll put spoilers. Um, yeah, Sherlock kills. Apparently, dies at the end of the second series and comes back to life at the beginning of the, th- of the third series. It, 
it, that had to happen. It was kind of the Conan Doyle story that they chose to tell at the end of the second season me- meant that the first episode and almost a whole ceiling season of se- series three is like dealing with that yeah. in a way that like negates what you want to see happen, which is like Sherlock and Watson solving, solving adventures, solving crimes, solving crimes. Yeah, and they I couldn't really care about their personal lives that much. That has to be the backdrop. That has to be what's going on. That kind of. Um, gives the show a little bit of spice, but isn't the show. The show is the fucking cracking problems. And that sounds dull, but you make it not dull by, by adding... No, but fuck it, like one of them gets married. That's cool. Like that's but what you really want is like I don't know what this case is, but this guy's gonna crack it and yeah. how's he gonna crack it and maybe I can crack it ahead of him. But I probably can't. <laughs> he like knows things about ashes and stuff that like I just don't know. Like, you know, yeah. he's gonna be able to look at something and be like, that's a smudge from a crisp cream and et cetera. So <laughs> Season three, kind of step down wasn't bad, but it wasn't. They they had to do a lot of gymnastics to kind of reset to like Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, getting to the point where they could solve cases again. Yes, which leads. I think to it was the, also in the, in the second in the third season. It's the, what the the main problems that started to creep in, which was they were aware of what their fans or a section of their fans liked about the show. Yeah. And they started to kind of pitch that a bit too hard. They started to become... Yeah, the, the fan service. If yeah. you bother to make a Tumblr about the show, you're not the target audience. Like, you're already <laughs> in. You're going to watch whatever. <laughs> Don't target these people. They're crazy the fans obsessive. will love this. If your thought is the fans are going to love this when you, like, pitch a plot point... No, pitch it to, like, my mum, who, like, would casually watch it, like, but not obsess over it. Yeah. Like, that's when, you know, you've got a really good show. Like, you're obsessive yeah. people like it and, and, like, people that, like, other things might also enjoy the show. Like, so, God damn it. So the, then season four creeps up. Yeah. And it is... Oh, there's a Christmas special between three and four, which oh, is the pretty Christmas weak. Oh, the, the throwback <laughs> Christmas special, which they just wanted to do a Victorian one to yeah. do well, it. I imagine it, if Sherlock Holmes is around in Victorian times. You know what? I can't imagine that. <laughs> you know what? It's the easiest part of the scenario to imagine. What if he didn't have a mobile phone? He, motherfucker, you're the first one that gave him a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, like, there's literally thousands of hours of this that involves him not having a mobile phone. What like, if it was like a drawing room that he walked in? Fucking hell. So that was like, oh, that wasn't great, but... It's not canon. It's fine. It's, it's like the Star Wars Christmas special. It's okay. It's, it's, it's alright. Like, it's bullshit. That's fine. That's fine. That'll hold us over until, like, we're really excited about this for, the fourth season. Yeah, well, back. Yeah, what's good gonna happen? It's like he had killed some guys. He has to fly off in a plane and then he lands because Moriarty's back. Oh, man. What's, what's gonna happen with Moriarty? Hopefully he's gonna be fucking in it every single episode. And it's oh, and then the fourth season came out. Yeah, and it is fucking hot garbage. It's weak. It's it's. I, I can't it watch it. Want to watch it again? Because I don't even remember. Like, it made me so angry. I'm, Everything I'm, like, about it made me angry. All the worst Im- impulses of fucking what you're talking about which fan is like service. it's like fan service and like oh like we need to like instead of just having a villain with a plot and having him solve it we got to connect everything to him personally and make it like <laughs> yeah. this thing in like the last episode which is hopefully the last episode of Sherlock ever because I don't want them to make any <laughs> oh, if this is what if it they is make more we'll watch them <laughs> well if this is what it is I don't want anymore I just right. like they're like they're done is like this god I can't it, remember exactly it has some, some the si- is it Sherlock's sister? Or yes, it's and she's the, on an island somewhere. Yeah, they go to an island where they 
They have to go through a series of escape rooms that put them in like <laughs> difficult situations. It's it's almost like they figured out the merchandising first. And, yeah. and we're going to go to one of these escape rooms in Seattle yeah. in a few weeks. So from yeah. Now. You know, they had some like crazy visuals earlier that they needed to they felt the need to had to explain, so they had to like retcon a bunch of stuff to be like, Well, Moriarty hung out with me and recorded all these stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like all this shit where it's like it's so he's Still, actually dead, though. He's dead. They made that actually clear. Like they were. Yeah, they made that clear. clear that. That's a oh. shame because he's a fantastic because character he's and a brilliant actor. The best, and they should never have killed him that early. I'm assuming they thought it would. They should come have fake back. killed him. Like they fake killed Chill. Like it should have yeah. been like not really dead. No, because he's too fucking good. Well, or it's like, don't do that story yet. The fact that they ended the second series with killing off arguably one of the best villains in the history of like villains. Yeah, I, I, right? I'd go that far. It's really like, good. And so... He's up there with Darth Vader. Yeah, and so... And it'd be like, cool. Like, so... You guys got three episodes worth out of him. That's just a wrap. That's a wrap on him. And then they're like, well, like, season three's rudderless. Sorry to spoil, like, Sherlock. But season three's rudderless because of that. And then they tease that he's coming back with videos. Yeah. And then they're like, well, why is there videos of him? That, I think that's the disappointment thing. I think that's like, why. Because season four was like, oh, shit, Moriarty's back. This is going to be great. But then they're like, you know what's really going to, what people really like is that it's not actually Moriarty. <laughs> it's Sherlock's long lost sister that he forgot that he had. Because he has such a brilliant mind. Because <laughs> he was able of to forget. stuff. I mean, I forget when my sister's birthday is, but I don't forget that I have one. <laughs> yeah, this will somehow give the story, this ridiculous storyline more weight because now there's free Sherlock siblings that are gonna have to battle it out in this escape room <laughs> fantasy camp like fucking it it's it's terrible and uh as more, more spoilers fuck it there's loads of, I'm, I'll, I'll spoil the whole thing um they kill off mary mary watson and i think th there's some like some people don't like mary watson but like i thought it was kind of a cool relationship that her and john had that seemed to be like a an interesting like putting an actual powerful woman who's like not fucking around and is actually talented and knows like kung fu or whatever it is, you know. And like they had a respectful relationship. It wasn't this kind of bullshit. Oh, I gotta hide from my wife. Bullshit. Kind of like it was, it was good. Yeah. And then they fucking killed her. Well, they killed her because they realized that they wrote a character and a relationship with Watson that felt real. And so they're like, why would he just go get a job? Like, <laughs> like why? Why would he be like, He's hey, doctor? He could probably like go one of the doctoring jobs they have. Yeah, like he's like. Oh, I got this great wife, and we we're like, I think they have a kid. <laughs> I think they have a kid. Like by the fourth season, I think, I think they have a kid too. Oh. And then they're like, okay, you're gonna, we're gonna like show that she technically is special agent who was like assigned to him, but then fell in love, and then she dies, and then that way by the end of the series they could reset kind of to be like, like Sherlock and Holmes is the primary relationship in the show Sherlock and, what, yeah, and now they're going to be raising a kid in season gonna be, 5 it's going to be two yeah, men and a baby gonna, like, kind of thing yeah they're, yeah, they're going to like he's going to have the baby Bjorn on cases and they set up the worst character which is Sherlock Holmes crazy long lost sister that no one has ever heard of before is that, gonna be that like, is some bad writing this what if he had a crazy sister <laughs> love it do it yeah, <laughs> what the, wait really <laughs> That was easy, and she's by like, five guys. Um, gonna be the Hannibal Lecter of like, cause he's like Sherlock's just gonna like hang out with her every once in a while. In yeah, a cell. she lives on a spooky island. Uh, oh my god, dude! Like it's fucking the worst. I was not. I kept watching it, but it's 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 not good. All right, so there we go. We've run down a lot of good stuff that <laughs> you should you should get into if you haven't already. 
and work your way up slowly so you can be let down on it. So watch Sherlock from start all the way through four so you can get mad. Uh, I would listen to all of the Iron Maiden albums up to the X Factor in order of release. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. Uh, Iron Maiden through Fear of the Dark. Uh, it's it's not it, it's not a, a bump free ride, but <laughs> god damn, there's some cuts. Like even on Fear of the Dark, it, it, where they're playing fucking Afraid to Shoot Strangers and stuff about the, the conflict in, in Yugoslavia, which was going on at the time instead of a conflict that happened hundreds of years ago, yeah. which is really their wheelhouse. Pretty solid. So. Yeah. Uh, listen to the Blue album and then Pinkerton back to back, and then listen to the Green album and tell me that's not garbage. First, first five uh, Slayer and Metallica records. Yeah, and then finally watch uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi if you are haven't, and then yeah, go skip back directly to, and then go back and just check out the Phantom Menace <laughs> and tell me how you feel about all of that because. You'll be lying to yourself if you're like, yeah, that was good. That was holds on, up. You know what? Holds up on on the same level as the other three Harshly movies. Harshly criticized, much like Fight Club when it came out. Yeah, yeah, I, I researched that too. Fucking yeah. hell, it it got panned. I remember that because I saw it op- like opening weekend, and I was super excited for it. And then I, after I watched it, I read reviews, and I was like, D it's plus like, for like, Entertainment really? Weekly. It's like, wait, that was awesome. <laughs> like, so. I don't have a good segue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just read the math. Speaking of disappointment. <laughs> Summer is coming up, and you better get your business ready. The temperature is rising, and so is the number of things you have to meter. You've got orders coming in, a product going out. Then when you consider the adverts and the taxes, it's like you're a servant working for old Lord Meters. Oh, there's no stopping the meters from hopping. This is why you need to re-up with Meters, Meters, Meters. The one-stop, all-stop, full-stop metering solution that won't cop out when the metering starts teetering. Let us allay your fears. We're not like the other metering services that meter fine for a while. They get all, nah, we can't meter for you anymore. We meter the whole nine meters. Use the code meters, and we'll throw in four months of unmetered metering. We pass the meters on to you. Meters, meters, meters. Meters? Meters. One take! One take! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I want everyone to to know that that was one take. (laughs) That was Blaze threw up much like Blaze Bailey, (laughs) your favorite (laughs) Iron Man. Most of the words was just the word meters. <laughs> I know, but you didn't laugh at any of that. There was a lot. There was some tongue twistery stuff. There was a lot <laughs> in there. They did not make it easy with that copy. No, I still don't really know what they do. <laughs> uh, I think it has something to do with meters. <laughs> I had to guess. Uh, uh, so we're going to switch it up this week. Uh, we just talked. We did a long. I don't know how long it's going to be when I edit it, but a long two hours on just airing all the grievances for things we were disappointed about. And I'm sure we can think of more. Oh, we will, <laughs> You're I'm... so optimistic when you start the day. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, so we're, gonna, we're not going to recommend stuff uh, today. Today we're, we're going to try to turn the ship around, turn our frowns upside down, do everything we need to do to look ahead to something that might be a little better. So we're going to actually do a new segment that I haven't named. Uh it's not so. It's not recommendations. It's like looking forward to 
stuff in the future. Ant- I think I think I got the title. <laughs> Looking forward to stuff in the future. Looking ahead, uh, <laughs> anticipations. I don't know. So anyway, we'll, we'll we'll you know what? Get at us. Girl, I can make you feel okay at gmail.com. What should we call this segment that we may never do again, <laughs> depending on whether or not we'll we'll field test this. You know, you're gonna give us a number of stars for our adverts and our segments and. <laughs> A uh, hundred stars for the adverts. <laughs> Five stars for the segments. So what are you looking forward to yeah, in the actually, future? Yeah, I discovered this week that um, one of my favorite authors, a guy called Michael Marshall Smith, who confusingly writes under two names, Michael Marshall when he's writing sort of thriller, airport fiction kind of standard kind of thing you can plow through really quickly, and Michael Marshall Smith when he's writing sort of weirder sci-fi kind of really really interesting stuff the actual michael marshall smith the one that does the cool stuff he has a new book coming out i can't remember the title of it um so but i'll put it in the show notes but it, it was announced on his facebook page this week oh i got the artwork in for, for my new book the the disappointment of heather green or something it's close to that and i'm like okay this sounds fucking rad i i i i, I, I thought you were just taking pictures and putting them on instagram because that's all he seems to do on his facebook page sure. so but no apparently also cranking out a new um a new sci-fi book so i'm uh i think that comes out in october I'm, I I'm always excited about his stuff. His his Michael Marshall stuff has not let me down yet. I'm cool. <laughs> um, mine is much more immediate. I'm really excited to see Mutoid Man. Yes, that, that was uh, another thing I was thinking about. Because uh, that's not that's not just Mutoid Man. It's uh, Helmsley Lee and fucking He Who's Ox is good. Yeah, that's going to be a good show. Killer Bill, and uh, the songs I've heard off of uh, the new Mutoid Man, which I think we actually came out Friday, and I need to like the whole thing but the, yeah, we'll the singles that next week probably the singles ahead of that have been fucking great and so and all the live footage i've seen on uh youtube makes it seem like they're an awesome live band so uh, i'm looking forward to having my mind blown by that so read a book when it comes out in october uh by yeah, no, I'll, I'll put the i'll put the link in the show notes yeah I exactly re- when it is i can't but, remember the title <laughs> non-rememberable title uh check out and see Mutoid Man live if you can because that seems like it's going to be dope. Cool. Alright. That's the show for this week. Peace.